Here we are with episode two. We cover the Doughboys podcast. Andrew rants about Tesla. We talk about some delicious Red Robin burgers. And we better ourselves as humans. Here we go. See, Andrew, you're one of those content creators who wants to create content for other people. I would be more than happy if we just reported a podcast and never showed it to anyone. Besides, like, <laughs> I do really enjoy it. I really like it. Just really like it. I, yeah, man. Like, I, I don't really care about what other people think. I just enjoy. Well, you don't have to, to think about guys. what they think, but don't you want to bring enjoyment to other people? That's like the point, uh, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I did guess have an idea. Can have happiness. Oh, oh yeah! Wow! It's a crisp crack. There's a lot of different snaps there. Now, here we go. I Oh, wow. That's just Ooh. high quality pouring. You like that? Yeah. Oh, you like that, baby? Is this what ASMR is? I feel like we're getting turned on. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Well, tell me what you're wearing, and then I'll determine if this is really ASMR. <laughs> I actually put on like some nicer clothes than I was wearing before because I, I think it puts me in the right podcasting <laughs> mood, you know? That's great. I was in running shorts, and now I'm like I'm wearing a nice V-neck. I got my jeans on. It's I'm serious. Fucking going to work over here. That's right. <laughs> also, I want to blame you guys for... Uh, I, I googled some ASMR videos, and my YouTube channel is now full of them. It's oh, like, man. you know what you love? It, you love these videos. Classic mistake, dude. You have to have a, you have to have an off uh, off account so you can get all the trash. <laughs> so, you can, so, you can, so you can look up YouTube videos that you do not want to be recommended ever again. I actually have one of those. Yeah, it's do you really? You I... have an incognito YouTube mode? <laughs> Pretty much, you know, pretty much. I think that YouTube <laughs> has an incognito mode. I am pretty oh, sure it, it has a built-in oh, like built incognito. In. I'm God, I wish we could find out the percent of people who watch ASMR in incognito so mm -hmm. their significant others and friends and family never know I bet that they're like doing 90%. it. I, I mean, it's like, it's we're fine. That I just don't want the thumbnail. I can't uh, believe just like, you know, you just watch 12 to 16 hours of ASMR videos and suddenly they assume you like it. Like, <laughs> Did you ask? actually watch that much <laughs> no okay well tell me how much did you watch and what did you learn that's the important questions here i probably watched four videos but probably like 10 seconds of random audio in those four videos it was mostly like what's what's going on what is this porn or is this just just tingling so it would, did so you, were they all sexy were they like all the sexy asmr ones yeah a hundred percent but that's what happens when you google asmr on uh youtube i think that's just how how it is i think that's just what that genre has become which is a little yep. sad yeah yeah like we talked about the last time you know i i wish it wasn't like that because it's kind of cool like the sensation is pretty cool but it, it did and it, it, it this you know what? the second money gets involved that's when things get sexy yeah that's when <laughs> started get getting sexy. involved <laughs> yeah no i think it's 100 percent correct <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that happens with other types of YouTube videos too. Like, uh, if oh, you yeah. just listen to those work mixes or whatever, mm -hmm. there's the, definitely like the work mixes with half half clad, scantily clad women, and then the ones. Well, that hold are, on, like, hold on. What do you mean by work cabin. mix? Uh, like, you know, just um, ambient music. Oh, there's, there's oh, and like, the, like the the stagnant lo-fi, like... soft chills, whatever. You, you know, <laughs> it's usually like an anime like that. girl, right? That's like scantily clad and bent over and whatnot. I feel like that's what I usually see. I'm well, sorry, Jeff, I just, just like it's slammed. It's just aligning a... to your preferences. You know? Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> it makes sense. It's right on brand. I just slammed a white claw so I could open another white claw, and like every time I try to talk, it's just like <laughs> fruit, like gross white claw burps. 
Don't worry, I'll like, edit they talk them all about, out. They talk about how cute and like sexy White Claws. Speaking of sexy stuff, like White Claws, like a sexy drink, what? sexy summer pool drink, right? And every time I drink them, I'm just this fat, gross, burping, twenty-seven-year-old <laughs> degenerate, and I don't feel sexy at all. Okay, a quick question. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry to get off topic, but a quick no. question. You know, have you you know the term weeb? Have you guys heard this term weeb? Uh, I've learned it. Okay, I don't actually. <clears throat> I don't think I, I don't actually it. know the definition. I, yeah, I think, it, well, I only see it on Reddit. Isn't it something to do uh, with like you know someone who likes anime a lot? That's yeah. what I thought. I also thought that was what it was. I like, but like, I get it's like. Okay, so a weeb is apparently a lesser version of a weeaboo. Watches anime, may or may not have a body pillow. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You skipped an important phrase there. I'm reading the same the same article as you are. It's watches CGDT anime, which is I cute girls doing cute things anime. What the hell is that? The term originated from a webcomic called the Perry Bible Fellow. I googled weeb etymology. Nice. Oh my god. Nice. Oh man, <laughs> right, the so popularity anyway, I, of it like, really spiking. It's really spiking. And I like I I hear people like throwing it around as like a bad thing, as a good thing. You know, like people will say, like, oh, I'm like twenty percent weeb. Like it like it's an identifier. Oh, that's and this idiot. is another one of those things of like, why can't you just say, yeah, sometimes I watch anime. Yeah. And then what? and then instead people are like weeb and I'm like, all right. All right. This goes back to exactly what we talked about last week, where it's just like, you know, anime can be good, but it's words like weeb and, you know, all this shit that just makes it. <laughs> and the fact it... that there's an acronym for cute girls doing cute things. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, gosh. Oy and that they have to talk about the waifu body pillow, which is a staple of the the anime weeb community if i do say so <laughs> it, you know it is and i didn't think that was actually a thing until like i again had to get on my off account and google it and boy boy it's a thing yeah like that subreddit i dove i dove down that one day that waifu subreddit with oh gosh yeah we don't have to get into it i'm not trying to shave anybody but holy crap I feel like the body pillows are one of those things that's only a thing because it's a thing. It's like a joke on a joke, you know. Mm-mm. You no, no. would be wrong. I, I kind of see it as like the the blow up sex dolls. Like eighty percent of the purchases have to be for jokes, oh, and then twenty percent sure. are people who actually want to bl- fuck a blow up sex doll. Okay, yeah. In that sense, I would agree with you. Any more you want to say on the subject, Andrew? About did your, anime? Did you get your weebiness? <laughs> did you get your weeb? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I, I like every time the anime I, I, like, I anime feel like every time people make fun of people who watch anime, I'm on both sides of the fence. I'm like, yeah, fuck those people. And then I'm like, wait a minute, but I watch anime. <laughs> you know, like, I, I like I don't I don't want a body pillow, but I, I want to enjoy the shows without being classified. Yeah, I don't like how I have to be classified on the internet now. Human, like I feel like I just okay. Like speaking of a new subject, I just reactivated my Twitter account. I'm on Twitter, baby. Why? Why? <laughs> because I was, I was like, I, I want to be a top tier elite streamer. Oh, and if I want right. to get followers, I have to make fun of celebrities on my uh, on my unverified Twitter account. That's how you get the big bucks, buddy. But you that's go, the problem that with Twitter. Is it's just a giant advertising platform. Oh like, yes! Oh my god! It's self promotion jerk off circle. But I like. I I'm like. You it. know what? I kind of want to build a followership again. I got the summer to kind of stream and do the things. 
I, I, I'm going to promote this podcast on there. Like, you know, it's all self-promotion, yeah. but you're just all, you know, it's like a, it's like a little circle jerk. You jerk me off. I jerk you off. We follow <laughs> each other. You retweet my shit. I retweet your shit. It's great. Like, and then in yeah. two years, it's just going to be companies tweeting each other and no one's actually going to be using it as an individual. Well, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. but it'll be more popular than ever. <laughs> So I was going through, I followed, um, I, I was following some of the, like the, some people I like, and I was like, I was like, you know, these people who have like 2.5 million followers on Twitter, I'm like, who the hell do these people follow? Like, what do they go? What do they want to see in their Twitter stream? And I went to their followership. I was like, holy fuck. All they do is follow companies that have sponsored them. Like mm-hmm. 80% of their followership is that they're just following like Slim Jim, me undies. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, like you don't really care. Like, so I guess people, yeah, they just use it as a promotional tool which is exactly what i'm using it for so i guess i'm using it right you know well isn't the strategy just to go and follow everybody because if you follow them they get a notification that they've been followed so they're likely to go follow you like that's what instagram seems to be built around yeah so uh when i was first starting to like really put my stream together back in the day uh i had our friend ben who's an seo guy um i was like hey i want to maximize my twitter edge will you help me with my twitter account he's like yeah i'll help you get started and get some followers and shit i was like great so he was like give me your password give me all the stuff and i will start uh you know doing my thing and i was like cool i don't know what the hell he was gonna do he sent out some tweets i thought he was gonna just have some really poignant hashtags but no i log in like oh my god white claw (laughs) <laughs> it's, uh, white claw ruins rants so i i i log in two like two days later because i'm like oh i kind of want to see like what he's been posting and stuff because i didn't care like i hate i've always hate I, I don't like twitter i'm just on twitter so i log in i am now following 2500 people oh and i have a hundred followers and i'm like what the fuck it's the price you pay what the fuck happened and so I was like, that was like the point where he's like, yeah, like, you know, hey, I don't really have time to run this for you. You know, you should just keep doing this shit. And I was like, I'm not, I can't, dude. I can't follow 2,500 people. So I, I'm sure there's a faster way to do this. But when I reactivated my account, I was still following like so many people. And so I was like, I got to unfollow these people because I don't know what the, who they are. I don't know what they do. I don't care about them. I don't want to see them on my Twitter feed. I just want to follow people I want to be interested in. Like if I'm going to be on Twitter, I want to see cool stuff. So I spent literally like I was listening to the podcast we're going to talk about today. I was listening to that and just unfollow, 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 unfollow. There's got to be a faster way. But when you unfollow someone on Twitter, you hit the unfollow button. And then Twitter has the audacity to to have a pop up that says, are you sure you want to unfollow? <laughs> yes, I'm fucking sure. And you can't turn it off. I spent like 10 minutes in my preferences being like, there's got to be a way to turn this off. No, there's not because it's Twitter. God forbid that's you unfollow someone. That's an interesting just, thing that happens with everything now. It's like, are you sure you want to do absolutely anything that you're going to do? Unless it's something that they want you to do. Like following, there's no, are you sure you want to follow? But if yeah. you unfollow, are <laughs> you sure about that? Exactly. And so I had to unfollow a bunch of people. And then I went and followed Elon Musk because he's just on a on a tirade, a Twitter oh, tirade gosh. that yeah. I have been loving i love watching people go through manic breakdowns it's a it's like i shouldn't say i love watching people go through manic breakdowns i love watching billionaires go through manic breakdowns because it's so, like how do you feel bad for them they have billions of dollars uh, andrew can you give me a play-by-play of what's actually going on with elon musk because i i don't okay. i don't i i can't keep up yeah let me let's start with uh like first of all his whole existence is like a meme at this point but like let's start at when he like so he like 
posted this tweet where he was like, I'm going to sell all my possessions. And everyone was like, okay, no, you're not. <laughs> and he was like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to do it. And they're, they're like, okay, do it. Did Start he give a it. reason? Uh, yeah, but it was like really like, uh, it was, eh, hold on. Let me just pull it up. <laughs> so funny if you pull it up. I want to I hear was hoping how, this would be like a remember. quick bullet point presentation. Well, like, yeah, we can do a bullet presentation about elon musk but let, i have to start from tweet number one so i can give you a bullet about it yeah, yeah, anybody can read about it i want to hear how it exists in okay. andrew's memory here's how it okay let, oh, fine i'll just tell you how it, it exists in my memory so he he's like i'm gonna sell my worldly possessions and everyone's like okay that's just like a lie you're dumb as rocks like there's just there's no fucking way elon you dumb degenerate <laughs> like you stupid space car loving moron like that's how everyone replied to him which is fair that's a fair reaction to have to such an outlandish amount of tweets about like a billionaire is saying he's gonna get rid of his shit like that's just never gonna happen mm-hmm. so okay so that, that in my mind was like the pinnacle start to this most recent manic breakdown and then he goes and he says some other stupid stuff like my girlfriend's mad at me mm. And then, like, okay, no one cares about you and Grimes getting in a fight about what you're going to name your kid, which comes later. So oh. then next. Uh, this is the next. Okay. Yes. Next. The only he, part of it my, I got. Like, the right? peak of this manic breakdown was when he tweeted. And for all the people who know the legality around a CEO saying what their stock price should be, it's super illegal. He tweeted, Tesla's stock price is too high, in my opinion, which is, like, super illegal. And he wiped off $14 billion off of Tesla's value with that tweet. In one day, their stock price <laughs> dropped so low that he dro- he lost $14 billion. One tweet. See, and that, that part of it is just like, all right, maybe he is crazy. Because I don't understand that tweet. I, I don't get that one. Yeah, see, that's just like, okay, that's just crazy. And then he, like, brushes it off like, no, it's not a big deal, SEC. Like it's not a big deal. I didn't commit. I didn't commit. Like you know, I didn't defraud investors again. I don't defraud investors. Yeah, this is even his first time doing that. It's his second. No, time. he defrauds his investors all the time. People who invest in Tesla are insane, in my opinion. They're just like riding this roller coaster of of, of Elon Musk's current sanity level, and they're just hoping they make money off of it. They see ten no percent of the value people. There. They see ten percent of the people making a killing on like crazy bets, and they're like, "That's yes, it. Yes, Tesla makes so much money." They see they see the the like sixteen year olds on Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Wall Street bets, which is a great subreddit, and I highly recommend it to anyone who finds finance humor hilarious. <laughs> but these people like make these crazy gambles on Tesla all the time, and some people make out like bandits because guess what? Half the people are gonna bet up, half the people are gonna bet down, and one half has to be right. Okay, so some people are making out like bandits, so everyone's investing in this, and Elon Musk is tweeting crazy stuff, and everyone's like, let's pay more, let's buy more of his stock. <laughs> Oh, the company lost a billion dollars last year. That's no problem. That's not a big deal. Let me give you more money. It's like I don't. I've never seen a company lose money and then have an increase in stock price. It's insane. <laughs> like it's it's all just like I don't get it. And so I, I've had. I'm in an I'm, I'm an MBA, and I've, every MBA program has Elon Musk. Uh, you know, Elon Musk fanboys. Because they're like, I'm going to be the next Elon Musk. I'm going to defraud investors too. I'm going <laughs> to get a cool Twitter account and, and make the SEC hunt me down left and right. It's not, but I'm like, going to be a genius and come up with a really, like, really good company ideas for things that people, like, have not thought of. It's, I'm going to no, defraud my investors. Yeah, I mean, well, like, okay, 
what do people why do people want to be a ceo like do people like people who are like oh i want to be a ceo i'm like do you know what ceos do all day what do they do all day i have they, no idea their job sucks they work like 12 hour days and they're in meetings from like six in the morning until eight at night just meetings Meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings, and they have to make big boy decisions, and their job is always on the line. It sounds like an awful place to be. That being said, like if you like a challenge and you want to be like a big leader and you enjoy that stuff, great. But like Elon Musk has taken the term CEO and turned it into what can I do today to make this world like a worse place? And that's what he does. So Andrew, if someone if someone offered you the CEO position in a company, you would uh, you'd turn it down. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't think any young people should be CEOs. That's what I mean by this. Like, I think experienced people who have a passion for the company should be CEOs. But, like, all these people who are, like, MBA. I I met a few MBAs who are, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to walk out of this MBA, be a VP, move on up to CEO in, like, a decade. It's like, no, you're not. It's just not how it works. And that's not, like, the life you're dreaming of. You know, people see, I think people see the dollars and they're like, oh, yeah, the dollars, like, you just get to do what Elon Musk does. You get to you get to be with Grimes and, and defraud <laughs> investors and have a Twitter account. Like it, being a normal CEO is not very glorifying. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you make a lot of money, but you're you sacrifice so much of your life for the company. It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy and, how many people don't understand that basic concept of oh man, I can make so much money, but also you have no free time anymore. So like, is that money actually worth anything to you? They just like, but they don't put that together. They're just like, yeah, the yeah, money's the like, thing I want, right? It's like, oh, just go on vacation. But like CEOs don't really get to go on vacation. Right. Like they do, but they really have unlimited not vacation a lot. time that they can't take at all. And yeah, also exactly. you'll notice like a lot of the big CEOs, they don't have Twitter accounts because they don't have time to bullshit on the internet with a bunch of a bunch of options betters. You know? Like yep. they, they're just trying to run their company as effectively as they can. Like good like business people. Yeah. I so bet it's I, a like, really it, scary job. It is, yeah. And you have to be very, very knowledgeable and very, very good. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just because of like what the picture Elon Musk has painted of what it's like to be a billionaire CEO, like everyone's like, oh, I can do Hollywood. Because there's so many TV shows now where it's like, oh, you're the CEO. Like, don't worry. There's a board of directors. They take care of everything. You just sit in the back. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, you don't just get to hang out and make money. (laughs) Right. Where do people think this happens? I was, uh, I, I, so I was at the business school before the COVID lockdown and I was peeing and I heard these two undergrads talking and they're like, yeah, after I saw Wolf of Wall Street, I knew I had to get into finance. I was like, what? <laughs> like fucking what? <laughs> That's the movie that made you want to do finance? A bunch of people defrauding investors made you want to get into finance? Like bingo. And they're like, bingo. yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I, I, I have a lot of a I have a lot to say about a lot of perspectives on what it means to be, you know, the top person in a company. I just think Elon Musk makes a mockery of American business regularly. You know, when there's like a meme and then there's a meme about that meme and then there's a meme about the meme about the meme, like it, it gets reciprocal at a point. Yeah, that's kind of what uh, Tesla investors are like. They're they're no longer betting on the market. <laughs> they're betting on people betting on people betting on the market. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's not if the company is going to do any any good no. anymore. It's like how Absolutely much can not. we get people like interested in Elon? Like Elon's a product. Totally. It becomes it, like a Bitcoin. They're they're just mm-hmm. riding the wave. They're they're trying to time the emotion of the crowd. I wish you exactly could pull the happening. like 
stockholders and figure out how many of them are like business people and how many of them are just like college students. Yeah, you can find those statistics. It's all public information. Really? Yeah, you can find out like what percent of uh, what company is owned by like, for example, funds and what percent is owned by private investors and so on and so forth. Oh, it's all it's all public. Yeah, you can all find it. Interesting. Yeah, but But I will say like. If anyone who invests in Tesla, they're not investing, like you said, hey, they're not investing in Tesla. You're investing in Elon Musk, right? <laughs> and and the SEC has been dying since like the first time Elon Musk tweeted something illegal about Tesla. They've been dying to send him to jail. <laughs> but they realize through their due diligence, they're like, oh my God, if we send Elon Musk to jail, Tesla will crash and we will ruin, like we we will no longer be protecting investors. We will be destroying investors. Oh, so he's like, okay. He's like almost untouchable because he like people are are literally like, I think if you ask like a day-to-day trader, like why would you invest in Tesla? And they'd be like, dude, I'm just riding this Elon Musk. Wait for him to tweet out something ridiculous that shoots the price up 300% because that, that could happen tomorrow. He could be like, Lowell Tesla is about to, he could like, like illegally say their earnings before they happen you know you can be like tesla's gonna be positive one billion dollars by the end of the year then their stock price would shoot to the moon holy and, shit and what, elon musk yeah, could what do would that actually happen if that happened like that's that would be crazy and i just it wouldn't surprise me it just wouldn't oh, surprise God. me at this point all right we have like, to talk about something else this is this is a great elon <laughs> musk rant but this is about 15 minutes of elon musk ranting yeah we, you should just we gotta move on no, you no, should no, call no. that a wash that was we should have stuff. a we should have an andrew corner where andrew explains pop culture and finance to us yeah we'll have an andrew rant corner and andrew <laughs> like, come in, but we'll have a hard cut off at some point oh yeah <laughs> Just it'll just end. It won't be a clear like ending where it's nice yeah. and informal. It'll just be halfway through Andrew's sentences. It's just. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we'll do it without interrupting you, so you can really just go at it, and we'll just yeah. Oh, I don't deserve that type of time, and I'm sorry. I'm I'm like desperately passionate about how much I dislike Tesla and Elon Musk. Like I should like I don't dislike him as a person. I just don't care for people who think they're gods and like treat the world like everyone is their side act you know that yeah. bothers me on like an institutional level well i just, just like think it's healthy for the world yeah well and overall and it's like it's something i respect about you like you have a lot of passion for your like position and the people around your position and like that whole industry something that i like do not have for my industry at all and you can definitely <laughs> get on these roles like I'm going to tell this story. This is the time we're going to tell stories because we're doing a podcast now. Story where time. We went to, you guys have both heard this story, but Andrew and I were at a bar together and we were both pretty drunk and this really hot girl comes over and is like trying to hit on Andrew and like get him to like come over and like dance with him and stuff. But Andrew's in the middle of telling me about how like oil stocks <laughs> oh, are an all time low. And we talked about it for an hour and she came over three times during that conversation to try to play with Andrew. And he was just way too into it. And, you know, it was great. I was glad for it. I was super oh happy. I God. thought it was really interesting, but it was just like, this is, this is my amazing. favorite. I can't, I, I totally forgot about that story, but Most I remember it was during, it was during the oil crash of like eight, 2018, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you asked me, I don't know, I don't know if you asked me about it. Or I, I was it. just like, Jeff, have you heard about the oil problem we're having? 
who knows what brought it up but whatever it was it was it was great that's a that's a highlight of the andrew times oh man <laughs> Let's let's go uh, with Andrew and he can tell us about how important water stocks are. <laughs> oh, you want to talk? Oh, do you want to talk about water? <laughs> oh man, Andrew Wait, going off we... about water stocks. That was an entire night in Denver. I I did, I am gonna cut were... this part out, but I did buy a stock for like the first time today. Oh wow, what'd you Ooh. buy? I and this was just awful of me. But I, I had I had some money that I transferred into my stock account that I was going to use to buy a stock, and then changed my mind. And then I saw that the stock for Lyft was really down, so I bought some stock in Lyft. I bought like nine shares of Lyft stock. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's a good time to buy those those companies that will recover. Um, you know, outside of this situation, because like no one's taking Lyft, no one's using Airbnb, right? Right. right. All those companies are going to crash for a bit. You just, uh, you know, your only hope is that they stay alive. Yeah. I just like, <laughs> I keep hearing from my coworkers about how their kids aren't getting driver's licenses anymore because they're just like, I can just lift everywhere. I'm like, well, that shit ain't going anywhere. No, it, it can't. It's so desired and wanted and investors know there's a way to turn this into a profit. Like it, it'll come back. So, well, I'm proud of you. Way to invest privately, sir. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's exciting. Thank you. Way to use capital that. markets. Mm-hmm. Freedom is real. Unless you're Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> now, 10 more minutes of Elon Musk. Ready to go. No, no, no. I've had to fight. Like, I, so I, we, I have a, I, one of the classes I took last semester in my MBA program was called just strategy and industry analysis. And like, I, I don't know what it is about graduate school business professors, but they fucking love talking about Elon Musk. <laughs> I mean, he does crazy shit in the business world. Like, right, you got to talk about it. And so like one of our lectures was revolving around Tesla and Uber, like the whole automation thing and like where that's going and like, how can we identify the industry, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so I was like, and I don't know. He said something like the professor said something along like, well, you know, Elon's a pretty smart guy. And I was like, hold on. Like I raised my hand. I was like, let's not go that far. And uh, I, me and this dude in my class, this dude who loves Elon Musk, him and I just argued for over 15 minutes. Oh and this is all God. class time. Oh. And like, the professor just didn't know what to do. He was like, do I just let this keep going? Because it's sort of on topic. And he did. And That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. That's why I look about the NBA program. They're like, yeah, have at it, you know. That's Yell a cool professor other. to just let that go on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he couldn't retain, get a, the class back, or if he just was like, "This is fine." I don't know. I don't know what happened. I blacked out. I blacked out. I was like, <laughs> I started talking about the SEC, and you know, I just, you know, like, I, like at that bar, I got tunnel vision. So that's what it, it's tunnel speech. <laughs> it's tunnel, tunnel vision, Andrew moments. Yep, that's good. All right, all right. Should we actually talk about this podcast episode? I, yes. I listened to it. I'm ready. I okay. Right. So let me preface by saying how big of a fan I am of Doughboys. So I really desperately need to hear your honest opinions. Have either of you listened to it before this? Hayden, Wait, I think on. you did. Let's take a let's take a yeah, quick pause yeah. here. So we we listened to the Doughboys podcast, September first, twenty sixteen. Red Robin with Darcy Carden, actress and comedian Darcy Carbon, Broad City, The Good Place, is in studio to review her childhood post church favorite. Burger and Brew Spot, Red Robin, the trio test out bacon jam and snack or whack. I thought it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I was a big fan. I, okay, yeah, great. I liked it way more than I thought I would. Yes, dude. That's, how I, that's the response I always get when I suggest it. They're like, oh, I don't know. Like People are always super skeptical about it. But it's good, isn't it? 
It's because to be fair, it is a podcast about fast food. Yes. So their podcast description is the podcast about chain restaurants. Comedians Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger review fast food, sit down chains, and generally argue about food and everything. See, the whole description should be they generally argue about food and everything, and then sometimes they review chain restaurants for like five minutes. (laughs) Because that's what it was, and that's why I really liked it. Well, I I wouldn't listen to like a critic review of food on a podcast format, but I would listen to them chat about bullshit. Exactly. Which is mostly what it is. And they're really good at chatting about bullshit. And they're just so funny. And they like, they're like, I, so before Doughboys, I had never heard of these dudes, right? Like they're, they're, I would call them as F's, F list celebrities, <laughs> right? They've been on a few things. They have a few cameos on a few shows. Like Mike Mitchell's been on Parks and Rec. He's been in a few other shows, that, but not a main character, right? But like, god they're so funny and they're just so awesome the people they know like like uh darcy i forgot her last name but she like she's an incredible actress and she's like so big now yeah they got her on and she's awesome what a great guest by the way she's awesome she was so funny and yeah their their banter is so good it's just like oh it's it's really perfect they're they're like i don't know what you call it their chemistry or whatever is pretty amazing like they're very funny. They're very, I don't even know, something about it. It was very, like, calming to listen to, like, two buddies just, I don't know, kind of go at each other. I think my favorite part about it is on air, you're like, wait, do you guys hate each other or are you guys best <laughs> friends? Because I genuinely am unsure. Yeah, what's the segment they start with where someone emails in an insult and then he says it to oh, the other yeah. guy? <laughs> Roast the spoon, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they have an email address set up just like ev- at the start of every episode and they do this to this day. Like in 2020, their new episodes have a, and people will email in like they'll just roast uh, Mike or Mitch, Mitch with like just something stupid every episode. It's so <laughs> damn funny. It was pretty good. And, well, so help me out, because you've listened to this podcast way more than I have. What The only thing that like caught me off that I really disliked, I cringed so hard when I heard their little intro song or whatever it was. Uh, what is that? Okay, so like I, I will tell you, the first time I listened to it, I was like, wh- I had the same reaction. I was like, well, what the hell did you just do to me? Yeah. Like, I don't, I want to like, I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this, right? It's like a Chuck E. Cheese theme song. It was <laughs> yeah. Weird. But you know what? What's funny is like the more you listen to it, the more you're like, yeah, no, that, yeah, that's perfect. I like, you know I, I like, I like hearing it now. Uh, they have a friend who's a musician, and they're like, well, you just throw together some ridiculous. Uh... If you listen to like the oh, first no, few no, episodes, they bad. talk about it. Okay, I thought it was just a like an inside joke of some sort. But no, no, no. They had it's someone put that together for them. Oh, like, I don't no. think they had any creative insight. Oh, They're just no. Like, Can we just have something? Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that part I didn't understand. And then later on, someone played a, I wrote down what he called it. Uh, there was like a random song. I think he called it a drop. And was, he hadn't oh, even okay. Listened so, to it. okay. This is the other thing you wouldn't understand if you didn't listen to every single episode like I fucking did forever. So, so like, People started sending in these like weird audio, they call them drops, but they're like 30 second like audio mixes to start because off the podcast. they wanted to replace the intro. It makes sense. I guess. I don't know what it is. <laughs> A clear. So ridiculous. And they got super out of hand. 
like super super out of hand they, someone sent them one one time that was straight up five minutes long Oh, and they listened to the entire thing <laughs> on podcast. I remember the day because I was commuting to work. This is when I used to have to drive. I, I commuted an hour both ways to work. And this is when I listened to most of the Doughboys episodes. I listened to that drop for the entire five minutes. And at one point I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> and like it's the so second it was boring. over, Weiger was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was like, they were like, we got to put some ground rules on this. They like their podcast got way out of hand. Like it got totally away from them for a long time. And it was so funny at that time. You know, I think podcasts, they get away from the hosts. Sure. I think that's a good podcast. Yeah. I love how they're still producing it and putting it out there though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the, my favorite part. They're like, don't edit this out. Like just keep it in. So at some point, they no longer are with Feral Audio. I don't know what happened to Feral Audio. I was going to ask you, Jeff, and maybe you knew. Yeah, there was some drama with Dustin. And Dustin, like, I don't know if he dropped the ball and stopped doing stuff or whatever, but his network just fell apart. And that's why Dan created his own, his own network. Yeah, so the Doughboys had to do something similar. I don't know. I never listened to the episode where they directly talked about it because I couldn't find it. But they had a situation, too, where they're like, holy fuck, what do we do? Yeah, like, and they had to. So they have their own. They're on. I think they're on a new audio, like network or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Okay, this was one of my points that I had taken down about the podcast about Feral Audio, and and what what's the point of the network? I, do I not understand? Is it they it's, organize the the commercials? Like, well, yeah, it's it's a like commercial stuff, which is really nice, and then like B, you have. Uh, like professional audio engineers. So instead of okay. you having to purchase an audio engineer each time, like they all share somebody that does it. And then there's like in-brand promotion. So like the Doughboys have been on Dan Harmon's podcast. I remember that one. Actually, they were really yeah, funny. And, and they, they have, like go they've had a bunch of people from Harmontown on their podcast too. Yeah. So it's like making a little co-op for your for your podcast. Fair. One day so we'll have to find ourselves a co-op. When they're it's like advertising Twitter. Feral Audio. Yeah. yeah. And well, when they're, they're advertising Feral Audio, they're advertising it for other podcasts. It's not like I'm supposed to go to Feral Audio. Well, maybe and look yeah, up. Yeah, I think podcasts. you're supposed to go to Feral Audio and like. I, I mean, look I at did their that. Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I did that. I gave. I've actually because of uh, Doughboys. I didn't know about Har. I knew about Do Harmon. Or sorry, I knew about Doughboys before Harmontown. And oh, I wow. remember seeing Harmontown on Feral Audio's website and be like, "Oh, I should check that out at some point." Yeah. And then actually, and I checked it out after Jeff dropped it on me to do it. But I remember I was like, oh, I'd already, yeah, I'd already seen it and knew about it. So like, there is some advantages to it. It's it's definitely like a, you know, it's almost like having a TV network, right? Yeah. yeah like, but it's, it's not the same. I don't know. I think some have had a lot of success and some have had a lot of failure. Yeah. Um, if I, I know like saying Wolfhound podcast network is the right. worst. Oh, they yeah, like make God. everything they like hide the backlog they make everything exclusive there's exclusive episodes it, and it, their little soundtrack is also just annoying i i, I don't i don't i hate it i i gotta say i think wolfhound realized that i think they got in some financial trouble they're like we gotta we gotta squeeze this for every dollar we can get <sighs> and i think like you know the podcasters are invested because like if my podcast doesn't make money I'm not going to be on the network anymore and I, I don't have, I want to keep the podcast going. So like creators are invested and the owners are invested. It's, it's kind of a circle jerk well, in a way. It's cheaper to make than a podcast. 
Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think a lot of people, like, you remember when I, the first episode I was on, which is the last episode, I've only been on for one episode <laughs> prior to this. But I said, like, I was so excited to just be the talent. Yeah. Talent really doesn't like doing audio engineering. Like, a bunch, you know, oh, three no. dudes with microphones in their houses is one thing. But, like, you know, yeah. being a professional comedian, having to work that angle, you know, or or being a professional writer, whatever situation you're in, you want to take that piece off the table because you really don't have the time and capability unless you're super invested in your podcast, you know, to put that audio part of it together. Mm-hmm. And I will, and you've noticed it's not that hard, <laughs> but there it, there is a lot that goes into it to make a, like, I would say like, you know, now with all your fancy new mics, I would say this is like a medium quality podcast. Like, Thank you. not trying Thank to you. shit on anyone. No, no, it's just no. like, I will the take logistics medium. of the situation. <laughs> yeah. Medium was higher than I was hoping for. Yeah. Well, like, you know, low quality. There's a lot of low quality podcasts out there that are just like literally have been around for four years and have two people who listen to it. Right. Sure. Medium quality, I would describe as like have more than a like typical headphone mic and actually put a little work into editing. Mm-hmm. And then the high quality has their own soundtracks, has like, you know, license free music they work with, the has like a yards. whole nine yards, has a full time mixer and audio engineer, et cetera. So like no one want people want the high quality content, but they don't want to put the high quality money into it. Or they, or they don't want to put the high quality time into it. Right. Yeah. And like it is time consuming. Like it's a job. Like you said, it's not yeah, hard to true. do. It's not hard to go through this and edit it. But holy shit. Yeah, it, it takes some time. And so I understand that being like, you know, having audio engineers, if you had a network, I bet you've got a couple audio engineers because taking in a bunch of podcasts, listening through every single bit of it and like trying to make them sound good. I don't know. I bet that's hard work. It is. And, and you have to like, you know, your, your talent is on the line when you're editing their stuff. Cause if they're not happy with it, you know, if it's low quality or it's not up to spec, like you're not going to have a job much longer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it. Farrell, I guess, yeah, I guess Dustin just fucked up, but they still have, uh, oh, I forgot his name. That He was an intern for Dustin, and he took over for the Doughboys. Oh, really? That's cool. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So he's still he's still with them, and so they still have a really good engineer who does all their stuff for them. But I, don't, I, I haven't looked into their new network yet. Point is, uh, podcast network makes sense, but only if it, you're at a point where it really does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like you're attracting an audience, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're expecting to it, make money. Right. And I wonder if it helps you like secure talent, like Darcy Carden or whatever. Have you guys watched The Good Place? It's awesome, and she's awesome in it. Yes. She's so good. She's I Well, first of all, I didn't know if she was just so funny on her own. Like She was hilarious. She wasn't like the main point of the podcast, but like her... I don't know. She was so funny. And yeah, she's so talented in the show. There's an episode where it's just her playing every other character in the show <laughs> yeah, which is I, I don't know anything about acting but i imagine well, that it's like really hard and it's yeah. really cool yeah and she yeah got, she's yeah, super so awesome good. they kind of got her on the up and up you know she's huge yeah. now but before, right the before the good place that's a very yeah before the good show. place her biggest role was a sub uh, you know a sub role on broad city which was also a great role but like you know she wasn't a main character or anything mm-hmm. and then her playing janet in the good place which was so good hayden have you watched the good place i haven't i haven't i was just gonna ask like what the bit is the good place is super good it's about an afterlife it's about the afterlife pretty much i don't want to spoil anything because like you should just watch it is this a netflix show is this what this is it's on hulu Hulu. okay yeah yeah. i think i've seen the title when you said the afterlife it sparked a memory but 
Yeah, I haven't so watched I, it. I was skeptical about it too because I have this issue anytime I think about death or the afterlife, I like kind of freak out a little bit. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to deal with that. Wait, can uh, we talk about this for a second? Is this going to set you off? That's yeah. I, no, I like no, it. we can I talk like about it. it for a sec. What is that? I don't know. Like, I'm just like, like, I, so I'm not religious, but the like, so and and like, here's the thing. Like, I'm like, holy fuck, you know, when I die, I mean, that's it. You don't just get to keep doing stuff. You don't die and just get to keep going around doing stuff. You're just gone, and that's a weird feeling. And I don't like to think about it. And so I avoided it at all costs. So I avoided the good place because they talked about dying all the time. Yeah, Jeff, the show is literally... Does that make you feel weird? No. Does it make you feel weird? Oh, not at all. That's why it's always so interesting to me. I I wonder if that's like a a genetic safety mechanism. Mm. Like your brain's like, we have to make death seem really scary. So like some of us are predisposed to it or maybe you had like some kind of event that made it. Okay, I, I will tell you about a certain event that definitely made me like realize my mortality a little more in depthly. Okay. I was in Oh, go for it. I was at I was at uh McGraw Elementary and I was in third grade, Mr. Scotty's class. Mr. Scotty was a young lad teaching third graders. God <laughs> bless his soul. The God I don't believe in, please bless his soul. Uh and he was teaching us about global warming. And I was like I, I was a third grader, so I was like, holy shit we're we're killing our planet and we're gonna die like i was like i was like freaking out and i raised my hand i was like he was talking to us about the greenhouse effect and shit and so i raised my hand and i was like mr scotty are you telling me that right now how things are going i I didn't say this articulately because i was in third grade but this is how i remember it (laughs) i was like right now basically if we're on this this trajectory right now i'm gonna fucking die i didn't say fucking i didn't know that word (laughs) But I was like, I'm going to die? And he kind of straight up said, yeah. And I just started wow. bawling. I started bawling. I was like, I don't want to die, Mr. Scott. I don't want to die. I do not want to die, Mr. Scott. He, he, like, the class like stopped. He was like, oh, my God. Like, okay, you're not going to die. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, And I was like, no, you just told me that the greenhouses, the greenhouse gases are coming. They're going to come and get me. They're going to burn me alive. I'm going to die. And so I was like, just bawling in this class. I was like, it made me like really have a hard look in my third grade face and be like holy fuck dude we're gonna die you know this story makes a lot of sense for you because i remember some night when we were out drinking you were like very adamant about recycling and like you saw someone like a plastic container in the trash or whatever and you're like this is why we're gonna die this is why we're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) it does come out i try to be better about it but yeah i am like I'm really anal about like recycling, reuse, try to reduce waste. Like I, I'm just as guilty as anyone of like, you know, being a little wasteful because we're all Americans. Yeah. We're all Americans and we kind of screw that up a lot. And, and like, I shouldn't own two cars that are inefficient. And I do like, I love, love cars. I love race cars. I love fast ass cars that are inefficient as shit. And so like, I, like I live this, parallel existence where i'm like if we don't start reducing and recycling we're gonna die and then i get in my bmw and i floor it because i'm like this is fun and like so i plane oh my god don't even get into that that's not fair (laughs) 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 but yeah like i I mean like i do like i think there's a lot of uh like there's a lot of things i get really anal about and there's a lot of things that people could easily throw in my face and be like look at yourself dude look at yourself in the mirror and tell me you're not a wasteful piece of shit. Like and I, I couldn't tell you you're wrong. Right. Like I, no Shut one up, should, own, 
Yeah, shut up. No one should own two cars. No one should own two cars that are not fuel efficient and that need premium gas to run their inefficient engines at maximum capacity. Like, but there, there's something there and there's there's something else to it. Like, I hate the all or nothing mentality. I've talked about this with Hayden. Like, people are like, yeah. oh, you're either a vegetarian or you're not a vegetarian. It's like, you can't try to just like eat less meat. And like, if you are a vegetarian and you like eat some chicken, they're like, that guy said he was a vegetarian, but look, he's eating chicken. Like, I think that mentality is so stupid and so harmful. Where it's like, at least if you're trying, like you are very clearly, like you're trying to recycle and like you try to think about it, and you're conscious of it. Like there's a ton to be said for that. But that's just not how we think about things. Everything's got to be a dichotomy. And it's like, well, you've got to like be 100% recycling. And if you are like want to save the earth, like you can't have a, a car. And I don't know. I hate that. I do too. And I don't think it's fair. I think right. I, I think like what I what I exude to people when they ask me why I'm such an anal bitch about these things, I just say, I think if everyone just took a little more time to be a little more conscious about what they waste and what they do, it would, re- I mean, it, the effects exactly. would be immense. Yes. Right. You don't have to be perfect. That's impossible. It's just not realistic with how we exist. Yeah. But everyone you can do little things an, every day. Like, like me. so goddamn easy. And if you tell me recycling is not easy, I like, are you like, are you paraplegic? Are you like, what, what is wrong with you that makes recycling difficult? Cause it's not hard. It, like I, it's not like things like that. Like that it's like simple little things that everyone, everyone's behavior immediately can adapt to without any pain. Yeah. Like, why don't you just do it? Like yep. driving less. I took the bus every single day to school when I could have drove for free. Right. The uh, driving would have been faster. Driving would have been like, a lot easier for me to get to camp. Like I wouldn't have had to walk all the places. Like I intentionally take the bus to, so I don't have to drive as much. And so it's like those little things, like it's super easy. It's not hard. And it's free too. Most of the time it's free. You're already paying for the recycling. Throw your damn Gatorade bottle in the recycling bin. Like how is it that hard? And like, and, and I, and also like, I, I, I will back up. I like my car thing. I always like, I try to back it up. But you I need to defend paid... yourself, Andrew. You're doing great. You, you don't you, you don't need to defend yourself. There's no Thank reason you. to. Well, but let me tell you, I paid three thousand right. dollars to rebuild my engine to make it more efficient. That's it awesome. was broken, but I paid extra for parts that were more efficient. That's like well done. because I, yeah, because I was like, you know what? If, if I can make this en- engine cleaner, I'm gonna do it. And like I raised my gas mileage on it by like five miles per gallon. It was sweet. Oh hell damn! Yeah. That's an that's, that's actually that's a significant. very large number. Yeah, that's crazy. yeah. It was hella broken. I was I was definitely oh, polluting like a motherfucker <laughs> before, and I didn't know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, in conclusion, I still fear my mortality with stuff like that, but only when it's brought up in certain places. And everyone should watch The Good Place because it really doesn't make me fear my mortality. Homework. Yeah. And Darcy is so good in it. She's yeah, she's very funny. And they all loved Red Robin. Can we can we spend some time talking about how great Red Robin is? I have you to, have to oh. I, I need you, no, Jeff, no, no, no. I need you to tell me about your experience working right. there. I, I think we need a that. Jeff history of Red Robin. Yeah, so before please we give go us the any farther. So like the all right, so so Red Robin, first of all, such a generic like going there when i was younger i didn't really understand why anybody ate there because it was like the burgers are like ten dollars and you could go like anywhere and get a burger for cheaper than 10 bucks but like like they talked about like you get the fries that are endless and like also like they said the busiest red robin ever got was sundays right after church 
like freaking everybody came road robin with their family <laughs> and it was chaos i i hated that part of it because i was a busser i just cleaned tables and it was just kids and they threw crayons everywhere and ranch was all over the place and all day i just like smelled like hot ranch and it was gross but <laughs> red robin is like freaking delicious and i don't know how they do it but they do a really good job of hiring really friendly people so it was good to hear them talk about like their server was really friendly and was like a nice guy like they do like most everybody i worked with was just like a cool person and they're like overly friendly and like i don't know being a server sucks so bad like bottom tier job like really you make a lot of money which is cool but dealing with hungry people is rough but everybody was just like really nice and like there'd be like people that have been servers there for like 20 years just hanging out so i don't know i love red robin i think it's delicious we ate there like literally every weekend for four or five years because my dad got free food there because he worked for their security and i don't know like i never got tired of it it, it was delicious good thank god i was a runner otherwise i'd be fat as hell by now but <laughs> yeah i don't know what do you guys think it, it does what it's supposed to do and i think that's all you can really ask out of a chain restaurant is i mean that's why we go to chains right consistency and red robin's always consistently like pretty good it does what it needs to do yeah and we went there all the, and jeff i think there's only one red robin in our hometown we're all from mm -hmm. fort collins so yeah you know and uh but we definitely went to the same one and my family had the same view on red robin we like we live, Jeff, you and I live pretty close to each other growing up. Like, uh -huh. our neighborhoods were, like, right next to each other. So, we definitely went to the same one. And it was just always awesome. Like, I, as a kid, like, when my mom was like, dude, we're getting Red Robin, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, shit, yeah, mom. Like, I don't need 1,600 calories because I'm a <laughs> seven-year-old and I'm fat as shit already, but I'm in. But I'll eat it. Let's go. I remember I worked long shifts there from, like, four to six. And when I was done, I would get this... It was called the Royal Red Robin Burger. It was a burger with a fried egg and bacon. And I would get a, like a vanilla shake. And I would fucking eat that stuff so fast because I was so hungry from working for six hours. And yeah, it, I I should be a, a, a like a fat, like diabetic person by now. But yeah, I was a fat piece of shit at that time. And let me tell you, it was like a fat kid's like heaven. When they were like, oh, you get endless fries. I was like, yeah fuck yeah i do i like i loved endless fries that was like so cool like that's um, like the awesomest part of the meal as like a kid on the podcast they definitely brought up how it was like kind of aimed at kids like there's lots of things like the endless fries that were pertaining to kids or aimed at kids like the the lemonade the the freckle lemonade mm -hmm. and, oh yeah and I, would never I agree really is a weird that. name it doesn't seem like a kid restaurant but it's also got a lot of those bits you know, I think they really hit the niche well, the family niche. They're like, kids are going to be really happy to go here. You're going to get food that's not complete garbage, like taking your kids to McDonald's, right? Because kids, like, love that shit, right? But you can take the kids to Red Robin. They're going to have a, they're going to be, like, aesthetically, like, way overstimulated, which is really what kids want. They just want to see a bunch of random colors and eat shitty food. <laughs> and they're going to get that, and you're going to be able to get, like, a good burger at the same time. So, I think, like, yeah, they crush it in that Aren't, isn't Red Robin going out of business, though? Aren't they out of business? Yeah, they're doing pretty poorly now. And they tried to pivot. Now, if you go to Red Robin, like any of the new remodeled ones, it's like there's a half of the section, which is like a big bar area where they've got sports on and like it's a little nicer and there's no kids allowed in that section. 
so that oh. they could try to like kind of be like an old Chicago and like get people there for like sporting events and stuff. And then the oh, other wow. half of the bar is like where the kids go and like the families and stuff. You know what? But I, I don't I think remember. they can play that game where it's like we are both yeah. a place where you come to watch sports and drink and also a kid friendly burger joint. Like I don't <laughs> it's a know. sports bar with kids. Yo, I don't want to yes. say that millennials killed Red Robin, but I think millennials are killing Red Robin. I think we killed I, all just... like of those middle. What do you call like the middle chain restaurants like Chili's and Applebee's? Non hipster uh, mid tier <laughs> restaurants. Was it fast casual? What is that called? Fast casual, I think that's right. Yeah, it's like chain though. Cha- chain. I will seems tell you to though, be... I fucking love chilies, and I love Red Robin, <laughs> and I have no shame in admitting that I'm like, like if if someone looks me in the eyes, like okay, for example, whenever I go golfing with Sam and Bennett, which I don't know if we'll be able to do this year, which is sad. Whenever we went golfing, and I'm terrible at golf, but it's really fun to go and get drunk and drive the cart. Uh, when when we ever we'd finish, we'd be like, "You want to go Chili's?" And we'd always go to Chili's, and I always loved going to Chili's. It's, what is it about Chili's? I also love Chili's. I don't know. It's really shitty food. Like I, every time I eat there, I'm like, "This isn't good," but I love it. It's yeah. I get I get the buffalo chicken sandwich, mm. buffalo mm-hmm. chicken ranch sandwich. God, it's good. That's <laughs> fucking good. And I eat the whole thing, and then I look at the menu. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's 1,800 calories." And I'm like, "You want?" Give me another drink. I'm gonna have to put this down with something. And I, I just every, I love every second of it. I don't care who knows. Yeah. Chili's is good. Applebee's sucks though. I gotta tell you, Applebee's is yeah. trash. Applebee's, Applebee's is the is Perkins trash. of fast casual. Is this what Perkins? Wait, about? let's not put Perkins in there. Perkins sucks. The one Perkins near our house just closed down. Perkins is a restaurant for old people who need old bland food and some pie. <laughs> You I thought it was a restaurant. You can't put Applebee's and Perkins made food on the side. I'm just saying Applebee's and Perkins in my mind are like similar. That's what I mean. That's what I mean about how bad Applebee's sucks. Do you like Applebee's? Who likes Applebee's? No, I hate Applebee's, but Perkins okay, is a like whole different Applebee's. genre of food. I don't entirely disagree. I'm just saying like Applebee's in my mind is with Perkins in the quality level. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. They are both yeah. poor quality. I'll give you that. Yeah. Sorry, Hayden. We've been cutting you off. <laughs> no, you're good. I I just enjoy Bennett going uh to the floor with defending Applebee's. Isn't that his bit? No, no, it's Chili's. It's always oh, Chili's. Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, Chili's. Yeah. I thought he fought you on the, the Applebee's. No, no, thing. no, no, no. We fought other people about it. Oh, okay. What like is when we were in college, we would so get verbal arguments with people about Chili's, even if they were agreeing <laughs> with us. Do you know what Chili's has that no other restaurant has? They're honey mustard. It's so oh, good. Oh, God, it's mm. good. With their fries, oh, holy shit, oh, dude. yeah. I can understand God, I, now why mm. Doughboys would have a podcast, because this is kind of nice, just reminiscing about delicious food and, like, arguing over which one's better. Yeah, that's kind of nice. But, you, get, you guys should listen to more of the new episodes, but Mitch, like, got a doctor, because Mitch is a quite heavy man. And, like, every time he goes to his doctor, the doctor's like, you got to stop doing the podcast. You got to stop doing that podcast. <laughs> like, it's because like, they eat just the worst food. And like, and Weiger, or Nick Weiger, the other co-host, he like, he like works out and is pretty active. So he like, you know, he's pretty conscious about like how much they eat. And I think Mitch just eats everything, like the whole <laughs> meal every time. Like, I think in a few of the new episodes, they say how they like only eat a few bites of meal items just so they're not ingesting that much fast food because it's just so bad for you on a consistent level. You know, they do a weekly podcast. And it's weekly that's great yeah i i think it was weekly at one point i think it might be bi-weekly now or less but anyway they have like 
I mean, eating that a much fast food. Of episodes. Yeah, like have, for example, have you guys ever watched Man vs. Food, a personal fave of mine on the Food Channel? <laughs> I I I've seen parts of it for sure. I can't okay. say I have, but I know the bit. Oh yeah. my god, yes, I fucking love Man vs. Food. Watching people eat do food challenges, I don't know why I love it, but I do. <laughs> and he he had to the guy who did I forgot his name. I think his name's Adam. I can't remember his name, but he uh. First of all, from season one to like season five, his weight gain was startling. Oh no! And and he had a doctor literally like he was very open about it. He's like he had his doctor tell him he was like, he's like Adam, you're gonna die in like five ten years if you keep doing this show. Holy crap! Yeah, like that's how bad this food is for you. And and uh, so he's like, okay, I'm not gonna do it anymore. So they pivoted the show to Man versus Food Nation, where they just go film other people doing food challenges. Oh my god, it's gosh. super funny. <laughs> Because uh, Adam, and the, like, the host is just like 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 behind the people, like rubbing their back, like you got this, dude. Keep eating that fucking sandwich, you stupid <laughs> piece of shit. Like, yeah, you fucking love it, don't you? Don't you vomit on me? It's so yeah, I love, funny, dude. I love how they went from this is gonna kill you to let's watch other people kill themselves. Yeah. instead. <laughs> but you know well, the what? Other... I really like that idea because I get really tired of the hosts on those shows, like Guy Fieri and like all those people. I would much rather listen to why the food challenge people are doing what they're doing and like what their deal is. Like that sounds I'm I'm into that idea. That's a good pivot. It was a great pivot and honestly the show retained its value. I think it's on Netflix. I would recommend everyone go watch first of all every episode of Man vs Food because it's awesome. It's so good. And what else do you do? You're in quarantine. Shut up and turn it on. Like every watch... episode of Man Yeah, like grab thing. grab six white claws and just watch somebody binge food for several hours. Like it's 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 good. It's a good I time. How and... many hours of content that is? <laughs> oh, dude, hundreds. And the hundreds. And he go he went to like a bunch of local restaurants before he did the food challenge. He went to Boulder once. He did. I don't remember what food challenge he did in Boulder, but he went to Boulder. I think he did a wing challenge in Boulder, and he did it. He did ate he fifty eat wings. Tacos? Oh my god! Hayden, you have to talk about the food challenge you tried to do. <laughs> um, Jeff, do you remember this? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, this is a fond memory for me. Well, it was it was a beautiful time because I had just come back and I was eating quite a lot of food because I was rowing boats all day, and uh, there was a taco food challenge at. What was the place called? I can't Tiaco. remember. Tiaco. Yeah. I was gone all summer, row, rowing boats, and all my friends were going to Tiaco and drinking margaritas all summer. And I came back, and they're like, "We got this great place, and there's a food challenge, and you have to do it." So because I, Hayden can eat like no man it, can eat. To, let's preface this with: it is shocking how much food you can eat. It is like, very it, shocking. Look, you have abs. You have this great body. You're like a runner. And then I watch you eat, and I'm just, like, startled. Like, I just I, don't understand why everyone can't eat until they hate themselves at every meal. I can't that, do that it. Seems... I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't either. I can't, I can't do either. it. But, like, like, the difference is, like, I, like, I can kind of keep up with you, but, like, you, like, I will, we will eat a big meal. Like, we'll eat Chinese food or something when we're all together to do a board game night. And I will, we'll both eat a full plate. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm like super full. And you will go back and get a second plate of the same <laughs> velocity, like the same quantity. And I'm just like, hold, there's no way, right? Or when we get endless sushi, and oh, we're like, yeah. we're like, oh my uh, well, god, that we're all just so becomes full. A, 
a challenge. That's I'm Hayden like, competing I, with himself, which yeah, is a dangerous game how, to play. How cost efficient can I make sushi? Let's find out. Yeah, like you reduce the cost per roll to like pennies, which is like, <laughs> again, startling. But it's so not get, like I'm like one of those guys who wins food challenges either. I think there's an interim level. You there. were so close. You though, could but trade you to telling it. the story. Well, yeah. well, the 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 challenge was to eat 33 tacos in an hour, and that was the winning the winning number. The last person in ate 32, and I got to 30 in an hour. I didn't throw up or anything because that 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 would defeat the purpose, right? I, I was just yeah. I just filled up, man. Well, and it we all turned out for Jeff the best. And I paid for it. Yeah, I know that was kind of the bad part because we had to pay for. No, no, no. I, like, I, I had, I that whole time I was like, I would be shocked if Hayden was able to do this. Yeah, like it'd be so cool if he did, but like if he's not, like I was totally ready. Like I had no problems paying for it. Right. That and was like six problem. years later, and we're talking about it, so it's definitely worth the experience. It was so worth and it. That's, yeah. Oh my and god. That's the uh, the night that Nikki told me she was in love with me, so you know, no, got way. me my girlfriend. She was like, oh. this this be, this uh, food baby, this could be my food baby. <laughs> Hayden, I love you. <laughs> Is that a real thing? She told you that that night. So that's not a real thing, but I like to tell people when they ask how we met. That's that's the story I tell. I was like, oh, so I was at so this good. food challenge. But that's a blatant. That was very uh, early in your relationship, wasn't it? Uh, fairly on, yeah. I no, mean, it was, because it was Nikki pretty in I, line. No, that yeah, was yeah. not early because Nikki oh, and I were hanging out okay. at that point. That was let me let me much rephrase. Later. It wasn't early to to that the part, public. but it was it was early to it was right around the same time we officially started dating. So you'd yeah, been flirting you with were... each other for about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsuccessfully. Well, I, I still I still take so much credit in your guys' relationship and i refuse to not take credit in <laughs> wait why is that because uh we were all about gonna hang out one night and nikki came over early because she was just in the neighborhood of my apartment in boulder and she came over and she was like yeah like this one dude kind of screwed me over like i just feel like there's like dudes in this town man college kids like they're all just the worst and i was like you know you and hayden you keep you keep just doing this back and forth. I don't know. You just don't give that a try. And she was like, oh, yeah. You you think? And I was like, yeah, I think, dude. Like, <laughs> What took you guys so long? That is, I've never asked you about that. Like, was one of you, neither of you just made a move for that long? No, no, definitely on her side. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was so, it was like, I. she just had to get over the hurdle, I think. Mm. I don't know what it was, but. Well, she, she, like she said, getting screwed over by a lot of college guys. And she's like, no more college guys no more guys in mechanical engineering <laughs> no more guys outside of mechanical engineering oh wait wait no no no. she was mechanical what, what were yeah. you again mechanical I, oh, i'm exactly mechanical. what you didn't want oh okay okay great yeah <laughs> so anyway i take a little credit yeah. i don't deserve it but i take it so no, food no. challenges equals equals love that's what we're yeah, there you go. That's it. That's that's so. if, if people and that's what the Doughboys podcast can teach us. Wow, this is it. <laughs> End the podcast. We've wrapped it all up, boys. We did it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we got to that conclusion from yeah. the Doughboys. <laughs>
Like this, this I, is a tangent. Andrew, have you those, those damn foreign countries? <laughs> <laughs> ah, never mind. I changed my mind. I don't want it anymore. <laughs>